1: what's up guys welcome to the sesh today I got a special guest Sylvia introduce yourself and tell everybody what you do
0: hi good morning my name is Sylvia Morales and I do a lot of things <laughs>
1: <laughs> so start with this start with a few of them. Um,
0: I'm a mother of eight-year-old twins I think that is my most important um, job on the planet I've been teaching yoga for 15 years and you know, PR and marketing also. So it's a blend of several things awesome. that make life beautiful.
1: So when we chatted last time, uh, the last time we chatted, I didn't have anxiety ever in my life, and I want to tell you about an experience where I, for the first time in my 41 years of life, I got anxiety. Oh my gosh! So uh, I was I was taking my car out. It's Tesla. I was taking it out of the garage, and for some reason, it just stopped working. I was stuck inside it. And I started freaking out. What was probably two minutes was probably... What I felt like 10 minutes was probably like two minutes. Mm-hmm. And I started freaking out. And I started getting hot. So I was like, oh shit, it's the middle of the, the summer in South Texas. And it's heat. is it so fucking hot. I started freaking out. And nothing was working in the car. So I couldn't get out. It's electric, right? Oh my right? God,
0: that's terrifying.
1: So uh, time passes. And... Uh, <laughs> I opened the emergency latch, which I remembered finally, right? I got out. It was so hot that day. I called the tow truck guy. The tow truck guy comes. and He says that he's serviced 50 Teslas that month for the same reason. Oh, my God. And what it was was a 12-volt battery. So two weeks later, I'm headed to the gym, and it's so hot outside. I started getting this uncomfortable feeling. I never felt that in my life. And I started breathing heavy. I was like, fuck, what is this? I've never felt that in my life. And uh, I started getting anxiety. I figured out, I traced it back to the car from that day, exactly what it was. And I, I implemented the uh, breathing techniques that you taught me. <laughs> Isn't that oh amazing? Oh my
0: gosh. And did they help you? Yes,
1: absolutely. Yeah, I had to open the door in the middle of traffic just to remember that I can get out at any time, but mm-hmm. the breathing helped me. Isn't that insane?
0: That's really beautiful that something that I was able to share with you was actually helpful which proves how powerful our breath is yeah. right
1: so touch on that because you touch on the the experience that we had together when we you came over
0: so you had posted something about struggling or you know needing help and so mm-hmm. i i reached out and i was like hey you know i would be happy to share the techniques that i use and techniques that i teach because i've been teaching now for 15 years and practicing for 22 years and i'm a completely accidental yogi (laughs) i always tell like my friends i'm like no yoga ruined my life it completely (laughs) ruined my life because i went from being angst out stressed out terrible habits to finding ways to manage anxiety and stress and it's really easy to say when you're a full-time yoga instructor oh you know you have to make five minutes of time to you know, sit down and meditate or go work out. And that's really easy to say if you don't have kids or if that's all you do for a living. But when you incorporate children, when you incorporate a career, when you incorporate all the externals that can pull us in a million different directions, sometimes it can be really difficult to make time to meditate. And so what we touched upon that day were, active ways to breathe and active ways to meditate. And we sat and, you know, you did, you went and you washed your hands Mm -hmm. and you were able to use that as a meditation and connect to your breath. Because sometimes we think, oh, we need to be in this magical space or this magical place to, you know, find the Zen or find the peace. But one of my favorite quotes is peace does not mean to be in a place where there is no noise Trouble or hard work. It means to be in the midst of all those things and still be calm in your heart. So we sat and, you know, we, you were able to observe that you were more of a chest breather, mm-hmm. which is why a lot of people experience a lot of anxiety because their cells. Are not receiving the proper amount of oxygen that they need and so your brain is not receiving the amount of oxygen that it needs so the body and the brain start skitzing out because they don't have enough oxygen mm-hmm. and so when we're able to take those full diaphragmatic breaths our cells in our brain are having like this little celebration like yes <laughs> we got fed with oxygen and then you know people will go to yoga class and they you know you've heard people talk about the yoga high right and how great they feel after yoga and it's really not magic i hate to break it to you guys (laughs) there's a science behind the way the body works and so when we breathe properly when we take those full diaphragmatic breaths and our cells do get that necessary oxygen what the cells in our body do is they convert that Oxygen into energy, right? Which is why you have that light headed, light hearted feeling because you're that's the natural state we're supposed to be in, mm-hmm. right? You watch a baby breathe and belly goes up, belly goes down. They haven't been taught how not to breathe right yet, right? They're just in their natural state, which is tranquility. Yeah. They only get grumpy when they want to be fed or changed, right? And so as adults, we get so caught up in our mind, in the chaos of our mind that we forget to breathe properly. And whether we're on the mat or we're off the mat, we can take those skills with us wherever we go. And you're proof that you weren't on a yoga mat. You weren't in some magical place. You were in your Tesla. And you were like, hold on, hold on. Let me come back to my breath. Let me come back to my breath. Let me utilize that. You didn't have to take a drug. You didn't have to go take a pill. You didn't, you know, it was let me stop and breathe because our breath fuels every single thing that we do. We cannot do a single thing without breathing. Not a single function in our body can happen without the breath. That's why it's so important to pay attention to our breath because our breath is always in the present moment yeah. it's our mind that likes to get chaotic
1: well i've heard that anxiety is is what happens when you're living too far in the future and too far in the past in your head you're not living in the moment is, is that correct
0: absolutely completely and you know i when i said i'm an accidental yogi i mean i was a chronic pack a day smoker before I used to smoke a pack of cigarettes a day because I was so mired in my anxiety. I always had a reason or an excuse really to smoke, right? Some dude cut me off in traffic and, you know, you're driving 80 miles an hour down 635 in Dallas. And, you know, there I am lighting up a cigarette because some dude cut me off and like, I'm like, okay, I'm like, all right, I can, I can drive. But I wasn't, I didn't have the proper tools back then to calm myself down. And then when I really started meditating, really got into the yoga practice. I was like, I didn't need to smoke anymore. I didn't need that crutch anymore. And I had one of my really good friends ask me, you know, well, what is it that you don't like about yourself? That you're slowly poisoning yourself. And I was like, how dare you? How dare you call me out like that? but he was right. I was slowly poisoning myself. I was dealing with all my anxieties from the past that I had not healed and my anxieties about the future that were completely out of my control and I was allowing them to ruin my present moment. And it's really easy to get stuck in the past. And get stuck in these repetitive thought patterns of why did this happen? Why would this happen? How could somebody do this to me? How could somebody say that, right? right. And we've all had those experiences in our lives. And one of my favorite affirmations that I use, that I've used to heal experiences like that is, I don't live there anymore. Whenever my mind starts to go back to why somebody said or did something that was cruel or unkind and my heart starts to feel that sting, yeah. I just remind myself, I don't live there anymore because what ends up happening to our neurological system is our neurological system doesn't know the difference between five years ago and five minutes ago. So It'll you feel the same thing. It's feeling the exact same emotion that you did five years ago. So your body still thinks it's in five years ago. And so you're tapping those neural receptors in your brain and a part of you is going, oh, because I'm so used to feeling like this, right? And so when you go back and you have to tell yourself, I don't live there anymore. And you have to retrain your brain. Another one of my affirmations is opposite is opposite. Right? And I have this visual that I, that I use um, from friends where Joey comes out and Chandler says something to him and they're fighting and he's like, no, 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 opposite is opposite. And so he comes out and he's dressed in all of Chandler's clothes. <laughs> and so it's what, that's like my anchor right. when my brain starts going like, oh my gosh. And then, no, 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 I don't live there anymore opposite is opposite. And I'll think of something that'll bring me joy to bring me back to joy back to the present moment, because I only have control over what I'm doing and saying now. Right. And everything that I'm doing and saying now is going to be what leads me to the future. Right. And there are times when I do have moments where like, I'm not perfect. And like, I'll regress into an old thought pattern. And I'm like, damn it i'm like all right i've still got work to do right? right and that's when it's like okay okay remember i don't live there anymore holding myself accountable apologizing to myself and maybe apologizing to that person if you know maybe i think i'm not perfect and i yeah. might have said something or had a not great emotional reaction because we're I don't know a single yoga instructor that's perfect.
1: Right, right? Yeah, and you're absolutely right because uh, I've found myself doing that same technique too. It's like when I, my, my thoughts start to wander, I snap right back out of it. Like I tell myself, all right, shut up, go. And then I switch like immediately. It works now immediately because I've done it so many times. It's, a, it's an interesting thing, but I found that the older I get, the more coping mechanisms I need. Do you find that?
0: Absolutely. Well, because we've already lived so much and there's so many experiences and so many traumas and stresses that get stuck within our body that sometimes our body and our mind like will skits out and it's like, okay, something might trigger us to be reactive. And that's why like to my previous statement, sometimes I'm like, damn it, I've still got work to do because I didn't realize that I was still holding on to something. And I'm like, okay, awesome. Sorry. I had a hard moment, but this just brings to light that I still have some healing work to do. And then I acknowledge it and I work towards healing it and remind myself, okay, you're not there anymore. Mm-hmm. You're here, right? And all you can control is what you're doing now. And it's just, it's like, it's a muscle that you continually have to exercise. It's like doing push-ups, right? Yeah. You can't do one push-up and expect to be for the rest of your life you can't go to the gym once it doesn't work like that it doesn't work like that you have to do the work every single day and it's not exhausting and it's not tedious because i really believe that we're here to be the absolute best versions of ourselves and allowing ourselves to get stuck in victim mode keeps us so limited and we're not we're not here to be limited we're not
1: here for a very long time either That's the craziest part
0: no we're little blips of energy on this giant spinning ball of earth how many moments do we get right one of my favorite quotes is we cannot control the quantity of breaths that we take in this life but we can control the quality of them right that's pretty much all we have control over is the what we exude in this world the quality of each breath, the quality of each interaction, right? Can we make each moment something to remember? Do we know that we put the best of ourselves in that moment? Like we're not always going to be our best, but at least we can know that, you know what, in this moment, I'm giving the best that I can, right? Yeah. And it's that that flux and that ebb and flow of knowing that, you know what, I'm doing the work today. I got up, I have like I have a morning routine that I call my, like, my unmesswithable. I won't say bad words on your show.
1: <laughs> You can say anything you want. It's unfiltered <laughs> here.
0: <laughs> so so these are what I call my unfuckwithables, honestly. They are the things that I do not like I do not compromise. I get up every morning at about five thirty. If that, that's kind of late for me. And I do my morning meditation. I do about 15 to 20 minutes of yoga just to get my body moving. And then I have a workout routine that I do. And that takes anywhere from about 60 to 90 minutes, depending on how I'm feeling or, or the amount of time that I have that morning. But that's just something that I refuse to compromise. But I'm also in bed early. I'm usually in bed by about 10, 30, maybe 11 o'clock, pushing it because rest is important to me getting adequate sleep to feel my body is important. So that way I know on the days when I'm the most emo are the days when I didn't sleep well, mm. right? So if I get good rest and I wake up and I do my little morning routine and I, I meditate and I pray and I have this entire routine where like I bless the people that I love the most and then I pray that anyone that I encounter, you know what? may they have a good day too just those those little energetic things that we do to send out that good energy because it's so easy to cave and get stuck in that negativity and i know that when i start my day off like that i i know i feel like i'm bringing the best version of myself to anyone that i encounter but i also know that i'm living up to the expectation that i set for myself right. that i'm not going back to the version of me that would roll out of bed, drink a Coca Cola, smoke a cigarette. Like, that's a very real version yeah. of myself that exists. I think that's a real
1: version of a lot of people that are doing that right now.
0: And you don't have to be stuck there. Yeah. Like, I am proof positive that you don't have to be stuck in your limiting beliefs. You don't have to be stuck in what happened yesterday. You don't have to be stuck in the way that you grew up, right? That is just a story that. We tell ourselves that is a part of the story of your life very much. But we're all architects. We're all writers. We're all creators, right? This is what's fun about working in marketing, right? Content creation. Yeah. You are your own content creation, right? You create the life that you want. All the externals telling you, no, 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 you can't do this. It's just the people that were too afraid to go and really live their life, right? But the minute that you decide that you're going to live life on your own terms and you're going to design your life, right, ethically, of course, doing things in right action and right intention, and you treat yourself right and you treat the people around you right, it's limitless. It's absolutely limitless. But you have to rewrite the story. Because if you're still stuck in the story of who you thought you were and, no, this is who I am, that's who you are were right yeah. it's the death of the old you like that version of me like I look at her and I and I love her and I hug her because she didn't know any better right she didn't but the cool thing is Maya Angelo said when you know better you do better right and when we know better we really actually do better and we live better we function better right look at Look at you and the changes that you've made over the last few years with, with your wellness journey, right? You had a moment where you woke up and you were like, I don't want to live like this anymore. Right? Yeah. And you didn't know there was so much you didn't know, but you poured out so much awesome content about your journey and look at your transformation. I mean, you are proof positive, right? That you don't have to be stuck in who you thought you were and you made the conscious decision to make those decisions in your life because you wanted to feel better. You wanted to live better. You wanted to have more energy for your kids, right?
1: Yeah. Well, I'll tell you this, it's difficult and it's never gotten easier along the journey. So like every single week we still have to go back day after day after day, because I felt like, like when you touched on it earlier, it's like the quality of the life you have left is the most important part. Like there was a point Or I realized that if I get to live as old as my grandfather, which is 93, I don't have very much time. So from now to 93 is significantly like 40 years, I guess, Mm -hmm. right? Those 40 years, do I want them to be miserable or do I want to be able to have the best body that's going to be able to get me through those 40 years for the rest of my life? So that really started making me change the way I thought about food, the way I eat, the way I diet, the way I exercise, the things that I do exercise wise too. And the things that I I do as far as my daily stuff, like I also do like a... This is what I do in the morning. This is, I wake up super early, and you touched on the greatest hack in life, which is you wake up early because nobody's awake. Exactly, nobody can bother you.
0: That's exactly right. Yeah. That's why it's like it's my it's my sacred time. Yeah. Because no one no one's bothering me. I don't check my phone. Like I have a rule. I don't check my phone until I've done my morning routine, and I'm usually done by six forty-five, seven, like seven fifteen. Right after yeah. that. That's when I'll check my phone, check my work email, see if there's anything that I need to get to. And then that's usually like after that, like I'll put up a little post. And a lot of times I try to do something that like resonates from my soul or something that's going to be uplifting. But I won't look at my phone until I've done those things. Like that's the rule because it's so easy to then get caught up in, okay, I've got to catch up on the news. I've got to catch up on what's going on in the world. I got to make sure that, you know, everything with with work is okay because that's when the mind starts to go, right? right. And it's like, no, 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 no. Your morning sacred time is your morning sacred time. All those things are still going to be there. They're also gonna be there. And whether you look at it at five in the morning or you look at it at seven in the morning, it's gonna have the same effect. So that's why at, by seven o'clock, that's when I'm usually like, okay, getting getting to like my my text messages and all that stuff.
1: Well, let's let's uh, change gears here. Um, uh, I found the most startling video the other day and it was uh, that talking about how McAllen and the surrounding cities are the most obese city in the nation. Most obese city in the nation. What does that make you feel like?
0: Crap, like absolute crap because we have grown so exponentially and we are continuing to grow, but our mentality towards food, towards wellness needs to grow along with it. And I feel as though we're still very limited in that aspect, but it boils down to, I think a lot of it is educating the community, right? Because most parents, don't know that cheetos aren't real food capri suns and kool-aid i hope i'm not getting in trouble for brand or anything like that (laughs) but that's not really going to hydrate you right water hydrates you um i have a very simple saying if it comes from the earth and it's been kissed by the sun it's good for you and that's not to say that i don't have cheat meals or cheat days right but those are designated. And we're living in a culture and a society that thinks that Cheetos and Takis are food. And they're not, they're filler. You can read the back of the package, and you can't even pronounce half of the ingredients or chemicals that make up these things that are marketed yeah. as food, right? And it will fill you but it will absolutely not nourish you. It'll cause gastritis, right? A lot of them have chemicals that block the intestine, the intestinal lining and maltodextrin is the, is the chemical, right? And if you look at like Cheetos, Cheeto puffs, they all have maltodextrin in them, right? And that coats the intestinal lining and it doesn't help us like excrete, right? Yeah. And so what ends up happening is it compromises the immune system. It causes inflammation in the body. And it causes, like sugar causes an inflammatory response in the brain, right? And so then you've got these kids that are so hyper, but you're not looking at the ingredients that they put in Fruit Loops. The red dyes, the yellow dyes, the blue dies. We all die, right? Yeah. Like. Dr. Mark Hyman said it best. Like you look at all these dyes and they're literally killing our bodies. They're hurting our children, right? Oh, but they're, they're little, it's okay. And it's like, no, it's not okay. It's not real food. It's not. And when I present it to people like that, people are like, it's like a smack in the face to them, right? Well, it's right?
1: interesting because that's an interesting conversation, too. Is like is You go to H-E-B and you want to buy food and you assume that anything that you buy is going to be good. And you cook it and you make it at home and you give it to your kids. And this is the same thing that's been going on since the beginning of time. You go to the grocery store and, and things have changed. It's, it's a very interesting thing to see how the food industry has changed over the years because now i I started the, the carnivore diet i'm probably on it for like 40 days now and i only eat meat and and fruits pretty much and it's an interesting thing to see like your body doesn't need that much food to survive or to be at its optimal level that's the crazy part that the realization that i came to is like I'm eating like 2200 calories a day and it's it's not very many for a guy and I used to eat a ton I used to eat 4000 calories probably a day and then I drink on top of that so it's like knowing now what I know now is like you really don't need that much food and and I also uh, practice um, intermittent fasting so I've found that the the benefits of it help me with a uh, mental clarity. They give me energy throughout the day. And then like at 12 or two o'clock, I'll start eating throughout the day just to literally power my workouts and to power whatever I need to get through the day. But it's not very much that I need.
0: No. And, you know, there's this common misconception that, you know, we, we have to eat every three hours and, you know, do all these things and that you have to be like on these strict diets. Right and that we're eating rabbit food and that we're not really living. And I've been told so many, oh, Sylvia, so just live a little. And I'm like, I do. I, I assure you, I do. But you know, to your point about having the carnivore diet, what did our ancestors eat, yeah, right? Sure. How did the cavemen do it? They ate meat. They ate food that came from the earth and it's become the reverse now, right? Yeah. And then I have people, that tell me well i try to eat healthy but the weight's just not coming off and i'm eating these hundred calorie packets and i'm like no 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 no, that's actually not real food Eat a, or an orange for 100 calories right yeah. that's going to fuel your body but that hundred calorie pack is just going to fill you with junk because it's got chemicals that your body was not designed to process go back to the grocery stores of our grandparents right what did they really sell there weren't all these processed packaged foods there weren't and our grandparents bodies were probably much healthier back then but now we've got all these processed foods that claim that they've got all these health benefits or what was it and i posted it on facebook it was like teddy grams mm-hmm. that was oh high in omega-3s and all these things and then you flip it on the back and it's got maltodextrin and like a plethora of chemicals that i can't pronounce that have a bunch of side effects right and if we're not reading the packages we're thinking oh well you know it's just it's just a snack right it's just it's it's a treat but it's going to have a long-term side effect in the long run. And again, like I'll feed my kids like goldfish every once in a while. I mean, there's there's only so much that we can really control. Right. But it, being conscious, like my kids actually don't like Capri Suns and they don't like Kool-Aid, the Kool-Aid jammers. They don't like them. So they don't drink them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they know that they get a little bit of Sprite as a treat like twice a week, right? And that's their little... That's the sugary drink that they like. They don't even like apple juice. Yeah, I don't know how that happened, but, you know, they just, and again, apple juice gets marketed as like this healthy thing. When you look at the sugar content on the apple juice, just make it your own self, right? Yeah. We've actually, I've actually done that with the twins and it was, it was a fun experience. They didn't drink it, but they had fun making it, yeah. right? And it's just a matter of realizing back to your point of like the caveman diet is that is it really a diet are you really on a diet or are you eating the way you're supposed to eat but we've been conditioned into thinking that these other things our real food so here when, in the I'll valley i'll tell you this
1: too uh, how how powerful it is that the word diet because when i talk about that i feel like oh i'm only eating meat and vegetables uh, fruits i'm sorry and it for some reason it makes me feel weird telling people that because they're i feel like they're judging me you're just eating meat and and bananas and berries it's like yeah it, like for me i still can't get around that i'm doing that in other people's eyes it's, it's weird like that's how the, the word diet has made me feel it's weird.
0: And I try, like, I don't, I really try to stay away from like, people think like I'm on a diet a lot of times because I'll be offered like Fritos and Frito pies. And I'm like, I don't eat that. Like I, I legitimately can't, it makes me sick. Like it, it makes my brain feel foggy. It hurts my stomach. So I just choose not to eat it. And I'm, and I tell people like, I'm not trying to be rude. It's just that my body does not, process that like it's it's going to cause me more harm than good and you don't realize that the reason you know you're constantly depressed or why you're constantly having health issues why your allergies are flaring up why you're taking so many medications is because your body is addicted to the chemicals in these foods these foods they attack our taste buds they attack our brain cells because our body wants more of it and it's again going back to retraining your brain right you've had to retrain your brain you've had to retrain your palate to crave the meat to crave the fruit as opposed to going back to the old version of you that ate four thousand calories a day and if you can do it anyone can do it but we've been conditioned to think that these foods are diet foods that it's rabbit food when again what did our ancestors eat right and it's they're like oh it's it's a cultural thing because some of it is and some of it isn't we don't have to eat takis. No. we don't have to eat cheetos we have healthy alternatives to making tacos right you can eat a really good taco but you don't have to layer the tortilla in grease maybe substitute it for you know piece of lettuce oh that's boring yeah. though right that's that's boring well what's more boring living a shorter life and feeling like crap or living a long healthy life right yeah,
1: i don't think people really understand the the, the long term effects of it until they get to that point because it's it's scary like my uncle is right now he's having dialysis uh, 3 times a week oh my gosh so his diet after going to the hospital and, and going into dialysis, he still eats the Cheetos. He still does the thing. And I, I feel like they've done it for so long that they're just, all right, this is how my life's going to be, and then this is how I'm going to go out. It's one of the saddest things to see.
0: People can become resigned and complacent in life. And what I've learned, because I in the beginning, like I was so passionate, and I'm still very passionate about yoga, breath work, meditation, nutrition. And sometimes you can lead a horse to water, Mm -hmm. but you can't make it drink. And all you can do is lead by example. That's it. That's, that's the only alternative is just continue to be the best version of yourself and not compromise yourself and your values. And the right people are going to be like, wow, you like, he really changed, and you're gonna have other people that are like, "No, man, come on, like, yeah. like, come have a drink, or ah, it's just one cheeseburger, right?" But and that's when again, like those old neurological patterns. It's like, oh, it's so easy, right? It's like when when life gets hard over the you know the course of these last 15 years, it would have been so easy for me to just light a cigarette up when like I've had moments where I mean I I really could have used a cigarette, yeah. right? And looking at myself and going, but. That's how the old version of me handled things. I, I don't live there anymore. I'm not going back to that version of me. I'm not gonna light up a cigarette because then that means all the work that I've done, it's pretty much for nothing because I'm going right back to the version of myself that was self-destructing. Yeah. It's another reason why I choose not to drink alcohol. I had somebody ask me a couple weeks ago, are you in recovery? No, I made a conscious decision that I just didn't want to drink alcohol anymore. I didn't like the way it made me feel. Mm -hmm. I don't need to fog my brain up. I don't like anything that takes me away from feeling reality, from feeling here and present in the moment, right? So I just made this decision, just not going to drink. And then all these studies start coming out, like all the negative detrimental effects (laughs) that alcohol, you know, causes. And I mean, if I am going to have like a glass of wine in the event that I choose to, I check my intention. Like, why am I drinking this glass of wine? Why do I need it? Do I need this? Probably not. It's gonna enhance the flavor of my steak? Probably, right? But I'll check where I am emotionally and mentally. If I had a shitty day, I'm not gonna drink a glass of wine, right? Maybe if I'm celebrating, right? But what's the cost for celebration? Or is it an excuse? Because maybe I had something bad happen earlier, right? So I do try to be very mindful of that because again, like I I really do believe that my body is a temple and I'm going to treat it as such. And if I want other people to believe in that, then I need to be the example of that, right? Again, leading by example. I'm not going to tell you how to live your life. I'm only responsible for how I live my life. But if what I do resonates with you and it works for you, awesome. I'll share everything that I know if it will help you live a better life, right? That's why we're here. That's why we share this kind of information because we, it makes us sad that we are the most obese in the nation. There's no reason for that. There's absolutely no reason for that. We've got this awesome place. I don't know if you've been there yet with your kids, Kiskeya.
1: No, I have not.
0: <gasps> oh, my God. My kids had a blast there. It's an indoor parkour park. Huh. And it's good for kids. Where's but this? It's off of Jackson in Minnesota. Oh, wow. Okay. And it's the biggest parkour park in the United States. Really? They've already done, like, huh. the, the stats on it. And you can jump, you can climb, you can jump up off a wall if you want to. <laughs> I mean, it's It's a blast. And there are all these resources available to us. It's just a matter of, you know what? Instead of parking your kid in front of the television for three hours, you know what? Take them. You can even take them to the park. I know it's super hot, but if we get up early enough or take them in the evening, you know, our kids can have that time to play because we forget in life to play, even as adults. Like that's part of the fun for me in working out and teaching yoga is that it's kind of like playtime right i'm being good to myself when we were little all we did was play outside right we we played we had fun it wasn't exercise right it was fun and movement should be fun it shouldn't feel like it's a drag it shouldn't feel like oh my god i have to do this it's a privilege. Yeah, I feel like the worst thing that
1: you can do is just sit on the couch for one day. Like literally every single day you should be doing something to move your body. It's one of the most interesting things that I've ever found that I started working out and I started dreading it. I was like, "Fuck, this is the last thing I want to do." And then I kept doing it and kept doing it week after week, month after month, and then now I'm in a year and a half and it's become discipline. But it's taken so long go through that process the only way i was able to do it is that six months later down the line i finally started seeing results and that's why i I get why people give up because it takes so long but i i think something had to shift in my mind was like i'm not doing this specifically for for the looks of it i want to be able to be healthy because when i first started i told my trainer mike's like i'm only interested in vanity i don't care about anything else and then through the vanity came the health aspect. So I was like, oh, okay. Well, now I feel like a capable male. I'm able to do things. I'm, I feel strong. I can do stuff that most men can do now. So just feeling that alone kind of pushed me to the next level. I so I go, let me see what else I can do. Let me see what else I can achieve in this fitness journey. So I kept challenging myself and I kept challenging myself. And now I got to the point where I can try any diet I want and nothing's really going to happen. I can just test it out now. And before, I wouldn't have been able to do that because I was probably pre-diabetic or unhealthy enough to be able to try those things. But I think with with the adventure that I've been on in fitness, it helps me try different things out to see what I really like and what I can stick with the long term.
0: So you up-leveled yourself. Right. Now, let me ask you this. So. You've grown because you like to see how much stronger you get now. When you up-leveled this aspect of your life, did you notice several other aspects of your life up
1: level too? Oh, absolutely. Uh, Everything started... Well, I wouldn't say started. Everything got a little bit easier because through the discipline, I was like, fuck, if I could do this, then I can apply that same discipline to my work, to my jobs, to figuring out how to do things, certain things in life. So a lot of things came to me easier now because I just applied the same principles. Like, just do it consistently over time. And it's only a matter of time to get to the place you're Mm -hmm. going to be.
0: Consistency is key. And it's really cool. The stronger you get, the better you get, the more you want to do it. And it's another one of my, my favorite quotes is like, it doesn't get easier. You just get stronger. Like you just get better at whatever you do. But to your point, you have to apply that consistency. Consistency is key in anything. When we first did anything, we sucked at it. I don't think anyone is ever like perfect at anything they try, right? It takes a lot of trial and error and screwing up. And if you say, ah, this isn't for me, well, you gave up failure is part of the process and is it really a failure it's that uncomfortable if, feeling if you learn from it right did it teach you to grow did it teach you to be better you're like oh no maybe i shouldn't do it that way maybe i should do it this way right and it's just it's a continual process of learning growing and evolving the marines like they have this thing like um improvise adapt and overcome and then but what happens after you overcome it you have to evolve right We have to evolve because in this life, we've got to improvise, life's gonna happen. We have to adapt to the changes that come our way and we have to overcome a lot of the obstacles and a lot of the challenges. And you can't just say, no, fuck this, I don't wanna do it anymore. It's like, you have to look the challenge in the eye and go, all right, and I love that I'm here because this is gonna challenge every single thing that I've been working on, everything that I talk about, everything that I read. Like what I told you earlier, you can either talk about it or actually do about it and when those challenges arise okay i'm not going to compromise my integrity i'm going to look this obstacle in the eye and go i'm going to overcome this and i'm going to learn from this i'm going to grow from this and then i'm going to evolve from this and we're in a continual state of evolvement like who you were two years ago is not who you are now, right. right? Who you were 20 years ago. You you look back and you're like, oh, my God. I'm like, oh, I'm like, Sylvia.
1: well I talk about that. Yeah. I talk about that a lot, too, because it's an interesting thing. Because if you've been with people long enough in your life, they remember you exactly how you we were, let's say, 20 years ago. And if you fucked up back in then... They still hold that same person Mm -hmm. that you are 20 years ago, but not realizing that you've changed so many times. You had to work on yourself so many times, but for some people, they cannot get that out of their head. And I always talk about this, that it's a fixed mindset or a growth mindset. There's only those two types of mindset. And you seem like you have a growth mindset. So how did you get that?
0: Complete accident. I think I was just tired of myself. I think I really was. And it just goes back to that question that my friend asked me, what don't you like about yourself that you're slowly poisoning yourself? And I was like, the fuck? Who who do you think you are to throw that in my face? No one's ever said that to me before, but it really made me look at myself and how I thought about myself. And we've been conditioned to think of ourselves so often as less than, as these limited beings. And um, I listened to, I've, I've read a lot of books. I've had, I swear God has brought me the right people in my path to smack me awake sometimes. Um, and I've learned to hold myself accountable. And for me it was a lot of reading and You know, then once podcasts started, I started listening to podcasts. And I think one of the best things that I ever heard Tony Robbins say was the number one addiction in the world is not drugs or alcohol, it's problems. Hmm. And I felt like I just got bitch slapped in the face when I heard that, because I was like, oh, damn, he's not wrong. Because again, like I said before, we get stuck in our stories of who we think we are. Well, you know, my dad was an alcoholic, he left, I never had a chance, you know, I grew up in a single mom household, victim, 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 victim. And I know that's the reality for a lot of people, right? That was my reality for a long time, but it didn't have to stay my reality, right? It's only a reality if you want it to be. And you have to break yourself free of that victim mentality. And you sometimes you have to claw your way out of it. That's all it is, and you have to trick your mind into thinking that it's happy, into thinking that it's going to be better, that you are not the victim Of your past did those things happen they absolutely did they were very real very valid but the longer you hold on to them the longer they will hold on to you and the longer they hold you down and the minute you can go that is a version of me and i love that version of me but i will not be held back by that version of me i will honor that version of myself but i will choose to grow every single day i will read i will move you have to find your why, find what motivates you to want to be the best version of you. You cannot allow yourself to be limited by who you were. And if you have a moment where again, your mind starts to wandering, you start to feel like, oh, cause we all have those moments again, back to that affirmation. I don't live there anymore. I don't, I choose who I get to be here. And now right i'm the one that has to find ways to reset because again it's easy if i want to go and hit up a bar and drink and light up a cigarette but that's not who i choose to be that's not the version of myself that i've created like we're in a constant state of creation we're not lost like not all who wander are lost right we're in a state of creation we can't be these lost victims in life we get to choose, but we have to find what drives us. What is the why? For me, my why is my kids. That's the exact reason why I have my unfuckwithables in the day because they deserve the best of me. Anyone that I encounter deserves the best of me. But you know what? At the end of the day, I deserve the best of me. I'm not competing with anybody. Right. Just the version of me that I refuse to be. Because I look at her and I go, oh my God, that version of me thought she was so limited. And the minute she just, and it's just, it's like this visual of just everything around you, like exploding and saying, no, fuck this. Like, yeah. this is not who I want to be. I'm going to create my life and I'm going to live life by design. And you're going to have the people that tell you no, the people that keep you in that box of who they think you are, or who they think you should be, especially as women, we get stuck in like good girl syndrome, right? And it's like, no, that, that doesn't have to be who you, who you are. You choose to create who you are. But you have to set those defined boundaries. You have to write it down. And I, I have done that a lot where I will write down how I see my life. And it's not going to happen overnight. And just like you said before, when it came to wanting your body, like six months in and you're like, fuck, I'm not seeing a single result yeah. because you're being tested how badly do you want it? Right? Are you going to give up right at the beginning? Because if it was given to you at the beginning,
1: you wouldn't value it.
0: You're not going to value it, right? You sweat for it. You might have bled for it. You might have cried. You might have said, no, fuck this. I, this I is too cry hard. every
1: <laughs> single day I go there. <laughs> it's like, never stopped.
0: <laughs> doesn't it feel good though? You feel accomplished. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And you throw that extra push up in. Every day you throw an extra push up in. Why? Because you can, because it's a privilege. Maybe you have to modify it. Maybe you're not going to get that extra push-up. And maybe it's going to take six months to be able to do a full extra push-up. But the only one holding you back from doing that extra push-up is you. That's it. We're the only ones that get in our way. Well, so-and-so said this or so-and-so said that. Do you need so-and-so in your life? Or are you just keeping on to those people because they were a habit of who you used to be? And then people will, oh, you've changed. Fuck yeah, I changed. I'm not who I was
1: anymore, right? That's one of the hardest conversations to have because uh, a a lot of the things that you used to do, you hang out with certain friends and you've always done this every single weekend and you stop doing it. And then they're calling you like at 10 and say, hey, let's go out. It's like, dude, I'm already in bed on Saturday. I feel like I'm one of the most boring people in the world. But honestly, I wake up and I feel great. I feel good. I, I get what I need to get done. And I'm pushing forward. I think at this time in my life, forward progress is the only thing that I'm interested in. Because I'm not interested in being 55, 60, still hanging out at bars with my friends. I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. I don't care what people do. But... For me specifically, I have specific goals that I want to hit, and it's going to happen till I'm 93, till 100. So all those things, I feel like the power of the word is very important. The power of writing your goals down is very important because it gives you a list of what you're going to achieve in this life. And you, you can go for the next 40 years and write all that stuff down. But if you don't, you're literally just going through life not knowing anything, not having any direction.
0: Do you remember when we were in elementary school and what they taught us with words?
1: No, with- share.
0: We were given our spelling words, right? We're given words to spell, right? Words cast spells, right? Our words are so powerful that our subconscious mind and our body believe it. Right? So the words that we believe about ourselves to be true cast spells. That's why they call it spelling, yeah. right? If you believe that you are healthy and abundant, you're going to treat yourself like you are healthy and abundant. But if you are in a state of, well, you know, someone told you that you're a worthless piece of shit. So you feel like you're a worthless piece of shit. Nothing ever goes your way. Guess what? That's exactly what's going to happen. And so many times, well, well, they told me I'm a worthless piece of shit. So that must be true. right? Right. And it's like, no, that was a reflection of their reality projected onto you, right? And we take those things so personally, and we have to, again, break free from those molds and recognize that nothing other say and do is because of us. It is all a reflection of their own reality projected onto us. That's why I only I only am responsible for myself, right? If what I do impacts others, that's awesome, but Ultimately, it was their decision to hold themselves accountable. It really had nothing to do with me I'm just holding myself accountable and I do that with the words that I speak right when I speak to people It's very intentional Very intentional the words that I use because I know that the words that I use are going to imprint on them right, but the words that I use are also going to imprint on me because if I do call somebody a worthless piece of shit guess what my brain is processing that is I am a worthless piece of shit right because I have that in me so then your body is feeling everything you say and think whether it's towards someone else it comes back to you like a mirror which is why our words and the way that we think are so powerful and it, there are so many studies that have been done now that prove the power. That our words have towards ourselves, our reality, and towards other people. That's why now, when somebody cuts me off, instead of getting pissed off, I'm like, peace be to them. May they get there safely. Let me take a couple deep breaths because this person could have almost nicked me, but you know what? I'm safe. I am sound. And I'm not going to give this any more energy because I'm sure, I don't know if you've ever had a job where like that one person comes into work and they're like, oh my God, this stupid idiot. They just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, and my day is ruined. And it's like, okay, but you gave a complete stranger power Power. over ruining your entire day because they cut you off and you don't know, maybe they really had to pee, right? Maybe they were speeding because they just want to get home or they're trying to find a bathroom. Maybe they have a loved one stuck in the hospital and they're going, or maybe they just got out of work and they've had a long ass day and they just want to be with their dog i don't know what their reality is right but i'm gonna let another person's reality ruin my day
1: yeah i don't think so yeah a lot of people let insignificant things ruin their day and it's literally from the start like for example some people will drop coffee on themselves and they'll be like fuck the rest of the day is ruined that meant they take that mentality into the day something so simple
0: but back to words casting spells yeah. right the rest of the day is ruined. So they just cast that spell. That's the energy they sent out, right? We don't ever attract what we want. We attract what we are. So, oh, my day is ruined. So the universe's subconscious mind is gonna go, oh, you want more things to ruin your day? Well, there you go. I'm gonna (laughs) serve it up to you on a platter. As opposed to, awesome, okay, I love that I just spilled coffee on myself because clearly, clearly, all my nerve receptors are working because it hurt like hell, right? And my body is alive. Cool. Everything in my body is functioning. I guess this means I need to change, right? If, you, if, if you're able to change. Or you know what? You can laugh about it. Yeah. yeah I, I had got a coffee movement.
1: stains all the time. It's Shit just how happens, it is. <laughs>
0: right? And again, it's all, it's all a matter of, of perception. And you can look at it and go, okay, you know what? I'm going to have an amazing day, right? I'm going to have an amazing day. Why? Because that's the intention that you set. That's the energy you chose to embrace as opposed to, oh, my day is ruined. My day is ruined. How could they do this to me? Like, yeah. how can I be so dumb, right? We've all we've all had those moments and sometimes I have to check my vocabulary and like, no, 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 I'm not dumb. Like, how could I like how could I have done that, right? Like, oh, I parked wrong or something silly like that and I'm like, okay, let me park again. Um, things like that because the way that we speak to ourselves matters like our body responds to it again you think you're a healthy vibrant person that's what you're gonna get and you're gonna think all right I gotta keep up with my habits like this is this is how I choose to be when shit happens I can either be like oh my god why did this happen why or I can be like and I love that I'm here I love that this is giving me an opportunity to get out of my comfort zone because it's real easy to go back to my old repetitive patterns but it's a lot harder to go okay oh i gotta grow i gotta up level i gotta i gotta get out of my comfort zone right and it's it's a continual thing you can't just do the five pound workout that's where you started you work up to 10 pounds 15 pounds 20 pounds you we can't stay stagnant in life it's like the ocean man it ebbs and it flows
1: yeah it's it's an interesting thing um self-limiting beliefs like i don't think people realize the self-limiting beliefs that they throw on themselves like i can literally hear them speak about themselves in a self-limiting way and it's it's one of the saddest things in the world because a lot of people will pay an ignorance tax for not knowing the things that they should know and i found this out uh, through through a lot of podcasts that if you want to learn something reach out to the people that know it. And if they they're going to charge you for it then just fucking pay it because it's faster to learn it through them, through all their their skills and all the stuff that they acquired over the years. It's easier just to pay them to instead of paying the ignorance tax. Nope. It's it's one of the most interesting things in the world. And I don't think people realize that.
0: You have to invest in yourself. You have to invest in your growth. Like It's, it's a non-negotiable, whether you spend $15 on a book, that's going to make your life better. Right. But you didn't just spend $15 on a book, right? How many hours did it take you to read that book? That's another investment. Okay. So you read the book, you spent $15, you spent three days reading the book. So is the book just going to sit on the shelf now? The next step is the application of what, you learned in the book the application of what you paid for right because it's really easy okay yeah so you so you went to the class that you paid for did you apply it because some people are like oh i didn't get anything out of it because you didn't want to get anything out of it because you wanted to stay in your limited belief oh that was a waste of 50 dollars, right or or whatever and then the other person got a ton of value out of it right because there's always there's always two sides to the coin, right? Growth mindset or fixed mindset. People do things either out of love or out of fear, right? They stay in a fixed mindset out of fear, but out of love for life, out of love for learning, you stay in that growth mindset, right? Because it's easy to go, oh, well, you know, no, 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 this, this isn't gonna work. I've always done this job. I'm good at this job. I should stay at this job because it's safe, right? It's, it's safe. And, and it's, and it's what I know. And everyone's going to tell you, no, 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 you, you have to stay where you are because this is, this is what's safe. This is what, what pays your bills. Right. And a piece of your soul is miserable because you feel like there's so much more that you should be doing, but because you're afraid you stay where you are and you never really know where you could go, right? Even even with, my, with the yoga certifications that I had. At the time, I was so limited. I didn't know how I was going to get the money for the yoga certifications. I didn't even know if I was going to be smart enough to finish the yoga certification because the anatomy and physiology portion of it was terrifying to me. But I told myself, no, I was going to do it. I was going to work extra shifts. I was going to do whatever it took to get that yoga certification, because it was like $5,000, right? And that first yoga certification has paid itself back in so many ways. It wasn't just about the $5,000. It wasn't just about passing the anatomy portion of it. It was about testing myself and the limits that I had had placed on my own self. So then I made it through the anatomy and physiology portion. I learned all the asanas. I learned all the breathing techniques. Then when I went back to college, I thought, oh, let me take anatomy and physiology for fun because I want to be a better yoga instructor. I was the only person in there not trying to get into the nursing program or the (laughs) PE program. And it was hard. It was really fucking hard. And I had days where I wanted to cry. I had days when I wanted to give up. And I told myself, no. I'm going to make it through this and I got a B and for me, that was awesome because there was chemistry involved and I, you know, I had to break myself out of that limited part of myself that told me that, no, I couldn't do it. And I just had to tell myself I was going to do it and I did it right. And it just takes those, sometimes it's just baby steps right? Telling yourself, you know what? Maybe you're just going to walk for five minutes. Maybe you're just going to go to bed five minutes earlier and you're going to get up five minutes earlier. So you can take that five minute walk. Cool. You did that for one week, go to bed 10 minutes earlier the next week. And then it starts becoming a habit and making it bite-sized because the habits that I have now, I didn't have 20 years ago. The habits that I have now weren't even around when the twins were newborn, right? Which is where I came up with the, okay, washing my hands is going to be my meditation because I had two infants, two newborns. I'm breastfeeding, trying to get the hang of new motherhood. I've been having my yoga practice all these years. And now I've got these two gorgeous humans to care for. And I have a huge pile of dishes in my kitchen that I have to wash while they sleep and I don't have a minute to meditate I don't have a minute to get on my yoga mat and I remember that I was having like this meltdown of tears because I'm not getting like the entire sink was just filled with plates and I was pumping and so there were all these bottles and all these little parts that you had to clean very specifically and I was just like I just started crying and I was overwhelmed. I was the twins. I think were like six weeks old and I'm like bawling my eyes out because I'm overwhelmed by a pile of fucking dishes. And I, I was like, I had to dig really deep in that moment. And I still really remember that moment because I'm crying and then maybe it was the hormones. I don't know. And then I'm crying and then I'm laughing and I'm laughing at myself because I'm like, you're boo all you wanted was to be a mom. You know, you didn't just get one baby. God sent you two. You're really blessed. You're blessed that you have running water. You're blessed that you have electricity. You're blessed that you have all these dishes to wash. So suck it up, buttercup, and get it done. This is going to be your meditation when you're washing the dishes. So instead of crying about it, I did about it. And I allowed myself to be fully present in that moment. And if anyone that's ever taken a class with me, I always invite people to smile because in the anatomy class that I took, I learned that when you smile, it tricks your body into feeling it's happy. Hmm. So when you smile, you just feel, you feel good. When you're talking to somebody over the phone, you can tell when they're smiling. And so I told myself, I'm going to smile. While I wash these dishes, I'm not going to cry. I'm going to be in a state of joy, and I'm going to feel the water while it runs over me. I'm going to feel the mo- movement while I'm washing these dishes. While I'm rinsing them, I'm going to feel the suds because it's so easy to get disconnected. It's so easy to fall into victimhood, right? Yeah. And in that moment, I was like a victim of the moment. I was a victim of the dishes, right? <laughs> and it was just a matter of no, 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 no. Resetting my mind, yeah, I was completely overwhelmed. And I continue in this life to have those moments of overwhelm, right? That's why I always go back to my breath. That's why everything that I've learned over the past 22 years continues to get applied. It's not like a one-stop shop. Like I took that yoga training and like, I'm good to go for the rest of my life. No, it's the continual application. It's that continual building of the muscle. It's that Every time that I wash my hands, I remember what a privilege it is that I'm still here to feel the water over my hands, right? And it's up to me whether or not I make that moment magical or not. Sometimes, you know, you're in a hurry and you just, you, you got to go, right? Yeah. But are you letting those externals control you where you're not giving yourself the opportunity to, hey, whether I take... 20 seconds to do this, or I take an entire minute to do this, is it really going to alter your reality that much if you don't take those extra 40 seconds to feel the water, to feel the soap, to just let that water cleanse? And then one thing that you and I had discussed when we did that exercise is whatever it is that's stressing you out. Water cleanses, right? It's a cleansing moment. Allow it to cleanse whatever it is that you're holding on to. Every time you wash your hands, right? We all have junk that we hold on to, whether it's from childhood or whether it's from five days ago, right? There's always gonna be stuff that leaves little little nicks, but we can always find ways to process it. And there's gonna be stuff that triggers you, right? And you're like, fuck, I still have shit to heal, right? Yeah. It's not perfect, it's not linear. It's just about continually applying everything it's it's never going to be perfect but you have to continue to do the work every single day like your workouts right yeah,
1: yeah consistency is one of the most uh, intriguing things in the world because that's the only way you'll be able to get to where you want to be um sylvia it's been super insightful anything you want to share before we finish off the podcast how can they find you and your um, yoga classes
0: you can find me online at Yogini Sil on Instagram. And then on Facebook, you can find me under Sylvia Morales. Um, my email is Sylvia Moore, S uh, Y L V I A M O R 11 at outlook.com. And if I can leave you with one little piece, and this is the piece that I always come back to, and it's, it's from the Bible. And it says, the kingdom of heaven is within, right? The kingdom of heaven is within. So many times we feel like, again, we're not limited. We don't have enough, right? Our Father says, our Father who art in heaven, right? The kingdom of heaven is within. Our Father is within us, right? God is within you, you cannot fail. So many times, again, we, forget how unlimited we really are because god has our back in everything we do we just have to have that unwavering faith in god and in ourselves that it's going to happen we have to love honor and respect ourselves enough to know that when we do those things and we honor ourselves we honor our mind our body our soul that it all is going to fall into place so That's what I want to leave you guys with. Sylvia, thank you so much. Thank you so much.
1: See you guys in the next session. Peace. Bye.